Welcome to another song title challenge where the question is, climbers, how should you write this one? This is a, a little pullout episode that we do every other week where Brent and I invite a legendary hit songwriter onto the podcast. Climbers send in their song titles to info at daredevilproduction.com. Production is singular. There is no S. Once again, daredevilproduction.com. Johnny at daredevil or info. Either one will work. Info at daredevilproduction.com. <laughs> And then we spring the title live on the podcast here to our guest and to Brent and to myself. I mean, I got a little bit of a head start, but not much because I kind of pull it right out of the thing. By the way, you got to put song title challenge or STC on the subject line to make sure that it gets into the right folder. Okay. If you don't, it won't. That way, you know, I just, I save them all. And then when it's time to record these, I go back in and pull them out. This is a fun, creative exercise. It's not a co-write in any way, shape, or form. It's just a way to have some access and see how hit songwriters think when they're crafting out five or six different conceptual angles for a song title. Because sometimes it's the first thing you think of, but most of the time it's not. Most of the time you got to dig down through the through the gold and through the bronze to get to the platinum, right? That's right. To get to that good stuff or through the, through the gold and the platinum to get to the diamond, the 10 million plus selling hit. So it's a fun, like I said, fun creative exercise. The only thing we demand in return is is a invite to the number one party, right? Mm -hmm. And this is a great way, Brent. You've done this now, and this is a fantastic way to breathe new life into your old hooks. If you go back through your hook book and do this exercise, which should be about fifteen minutes, maybe twenty minutes, then all of a sudden, what look what's in your brain is an old sort of wilted piece of lettuce hook that you know well, well mm -hmm. for whatever reason it didn't get the attention it deserved right after it had all that energy that was necessary to put it in the hook book to begin with right you know you didn't get to it in time and all of a sudden it feels old well it's not old don't abandon those hooks they're good right Brent you've gotten some some cuts out of that right well heck yeah I mean I I have a single coming out tomorrow on a Southern Gospel artist uh, tomorrow at the time Come of this on. recording that uh, yeah was like was in the 3000s <laughs> early 3000s of my titles out of like over 4000 on my hookbook so you know it's like a thousand titles back and i wrote it you know within the past year with the southern gospel artist and they're supposed to release it tomorrow as a single so yeah man that stuff has been getting me results so i mean i try it's it's something i incorporate in my normal part of doing business is just go through those old titles and see if there's something there so i don't just do it for the show there you go <laughs> I do it for the bank account. You do it for the bank. So look, I mean, in the business world, the money is in the list and your list <laughs> is that hook book in the hillbilly world. Right. We say there's gold in them, the Arios. That's right. Yeah, <laughs> there's gold in that book. So why don't you introduce our guest? I mean, we don't have enough time on this podcast to go through all the freaking accolades. This guy's a monster. Yeah, so we're just going to do a, a shortened one. Today's guest has cuts including Blake Shelton's number one hit, Doing What She Likes, and George Strait's 60th number one, Give It All We Got Tonight. He's also had cuts by, and this is a very abbreviated list, Darius Rucker, Montgomery Gentry, Joe Diffie, Clay Walker, Daryl Worley, Justin Moore, Scotty McQuarrie, Brad Paisley, Tracy Atkins, Chris Jansen, Gord Bamford, Tracy Bird, Travis Tritt, Gretchen Wilson, Randy Travis, Sammy Kershaw, and many more. Seriously, I cut stuff out. In addition to having a successful career as a songwriter, today's guest also has served as a producer, uh, a successful producer. Among his many production credits is a six-week number one country hit that's what i love about sunday 
Craig Morgan, which my good buddy Mark Normore wrote, Mark. Uh, which is one of the most played country songs. It was the most played country song of 2005. Phil O'Donnell, welcome to The Climb. Hey, Phil. Hey, you guys. Good to see you all. Thank you for having me. Thanks so much for saying yes. Yes, thank you, and thank you for doing this again. We took a we took a failed attempt at this like a year ago, yeah, we did. and we couldn't get the tech stuff worked out. So thank you for coming back on and giving us another shot. Oh, that's right, I forgot about that. That's right. <laughs> Look at this is persistence. God, yeah, God wanted us to be here today. He let everything work. So all right, exactly. All right, well, let's get to it, shall we? Yes. Yeah. And hey, once again, Phil, no guardrails here for country music or anything like that. You can go to any genre you want. So yeah. This song title is, I believe, I want to say it's the first song title we've ever used from climber Jesse St. Christopher. Mm, I think so. Jesse. Hey, Jesse. And there's two I can use here. I, I'm going back and forth on one. Let's go with... Um, Pick one. We can always use the other one later. That's right. Just don't say it. Let's go with, um, let's go with Back in the Day. All right. Back in the Day. Back in the Day. So my hot take on this is... I don't know that I've heard a song title like this before, but this is super cliche saying. Yeah. But I think what I like about it is that, and by the way, Phil, like we can add anything to the beginning of this title or add anything to the end of this title to switch around the meanings. You have complete artistic license, carte blanche, do whatever you need to do. But I think there's a lot of different ways that this could be spun because of what we'll add in front of it or what we'll add on the end of it. It, it, you know, it seems it's one of those where it just seems like if I was a publisher, I'd be like, Oh God, this is going to be so trite. And so yeah, cliche, but this, so here's the opportunity for an ambush, I think, right? Like mm -hmm. it's up to us to really come up with something like a really cool idea. So, all right. So thank you, Jesse, for sending in the end. Uh, yeah, it is. That's the first thing I think is like, Oh, well, this is a, a phrase I've heard a thousand times. So there's gotta be like 5,000 songs out there right now. If I, pulled up my Spotify or whatever and looked for that title. It's probably it's probably out there a lot, and most of them are probably just about country songs about Grandpa Tell Me About the Good Old Days, but not as good as Grandpa Tell Me About the Good Old Days. So that's the first thing I think of is just, yeah, back in the day, you know, country boy kind of looking back on his, you know, growing up kind of thing and maybe lamenting that, which I would want to avoid if I'm just writing the song. I'd want to go for something a little more interesting or a little more unexpected on that. Yeah, but oh, there is a million. I didn't even look at this. Oh my God, Christina Aguilera, Mac Miller, Ahmad. Yeah, there are a bunch of them. I bet. Back in the day, okay. What about? And I'm just throwing. Yeah, this is all the thing. This is the whole dare to suck thing, Phil Billy. So you know, she took me back back in the day. If you spin that, add some like add stuff to the beginning or their end. You know, she used to take me back back in the day. Like, she's not taking me back anymore. So back in the day, yeah, I used to kind of run around a little crazy. I used to do this stuff. Oh, I love that. She used, <laughs> she used to take me back back in the day, but, you know, letting you know that she's not doing that anymore. She ain't putting it up. She ain't putting but up with it. Days I'm, these days, I'm, I'm sleeping. I'm sleeping in my car. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, she would take me back in the day before the nights turned into whatever, you know, before the night I didn't come home, whatever. Yeah, yeah, some of the day-night kind of things. You're taking me back in I mean, the day. I mean, you know, with something, you could start that out. Okay, so this kind of feels like a little, it could be tongue-in-cheek, right? This idea that you're on. 
But if you started out super dark, like these days I'm sleeping in my car one block down from the homeless community <laughs> or something, you know what I mean? And it's just like, oh, it sounds like it's going to be heavy. And then all of a sudden, it's, you know, you bring it around to, she used to take me back back in the day. <laughs> yeah. Was it like, you know, I got mad and left last night, but I'll come dragging back in the day. I'll come crawling back in the day. You know, there's that kind of thing, like come crawl, crawling back in the day or she kicked me out last night, but she'll take me back in the day. Like so it's, it's a way to like twist that title where it's not just the cliche of, oh, back in the day, it, you know, this is how we used to run. Yeah, I think, that's, I think we avoid that at all costs, right? Like that. I would, unless like you're in the room and the artist has their record deal and they just really want to write about their hometown childhood, then you're like... Of course, that's brilliant, <laughs> right? I love this style. <laughs> Unless Phil says no, because Phil has a lot more cuts than me. In which case, I'm here to learn. But <laughs> to be honest, it takes me an hour and a half to watch sixty minutes. So I usually drink two cups of coffee, just doing about a title and all the wrong ways to do it. And that's <laughs> that's my take on it. Is it's like I usually just cry open. Well, we could do it this way, and then you could go before what was it? When did they kick Jesus out of school? 1962 or something, you know? Yeah. And then you think of back in the day before 1972, when birth control was a pill. There was nothing, nothing else, mm -hmm. you know? I mean, there's a lot of the way the world has changed, which are big, world-changing things, which kind of led to a lot of the problem that the world is in right now, what we're accepting and how complacent the world is. Mm -hmm. But... I mean, you know, the, the saying, you know, we've all heard it in songs. It's safe to leave your doors unlocked at night. You can walk the streets. And back in the day, the nights were safe to walk on the streets. You know, back in the day, love lasted forever. Right. Forever didn't have an end, you know. And, and you said, I do, you did. And, and you said, I do before you did back in the day. <laughs> yeah. A lot of forever didn't have an end. That's enough. Yeah. Write that one down. That's yeah. good. <laughs> But I just think we just, it would, you know, it, this sounds like something to do it where it would, would be really something thick and, and, you know, to stand the test of time that songs do is you just have to write, commit two or three days to really digging in and writing it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like, you know, nights weren't so dark back in the day, Yeah, you know, or things weren't so dark back in the day. Yeah. That kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I like that. Yeah. That's cool. How about this? You could go heavy like that and that would be, now you're looking at the DNA for Grammy material and song of the year and that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. What about, I remember being flabbergasted hearing when Johnny Cash first came out, everybody said he wasn't country. Right. <laughs> yeah. And now he's a country icon, right? Mm -hmm. It just being sort of interesting on how things change. Mm hmm. You know what I mean? But they also stay the same, that kind of a thing. Like back in the day, he did this, but now they're this. You know, I remember when Johnny Cash was in country. Yeah. I mean, it could be kind of an interesting angle on that to talk about how some things have changed for the better. Yeah, sure. Back in the day, I mean, we've had a black president back in the day that that wasn't possible. Mm. Or back in the day, you know, there's certain things that you could talk about. Yeah, Johnny Cash, Elvis was boot off stage, whatever. It's like some things we've come around on. Elvis and Jesus were king. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so I think that could be interesting back in the day. Like, yeah, there's, there's some things that are better today. Now there's a whole lot of things that are worse, but that would be interesting to talk about how some things have gotten better. Yeah. I think that's kind of interesting. Yeah. Mm -hmm. so, because that would be, I would not expect that. Yeah. So that's interesting. 
And one thing, Phil, that you mentioned too that I want to highlight for people is, yeah, on these episodes, normally we just start throwing stuff out, like throwing it fast and mm-hmm. and kind of furious and, and just brainstorming because, you know, dead air doesn't make for a good podcast. Yeah. But what you said is you'll be two cups of coffee in and still chewing on it. And I think that's important to highlight that co-writes don't always go like the podcast does uh-huh. on these episodes. Like you got to go at your pace to get what you got to get. Yeah. And so I think that I'm glad you mentioned that because we don't want to give the false impression that every co-write is just like, crackhead volleyball where the balls is bouncing like crazy so and I've, I've been put in rooms in the last four or five years where they put a mic out mm-hmm. and they just want us to fill it up with just thought, thought and stuff and probably not cutting anything but if you listen to some things and the way they come out and they hit number one you go okay they put 10 minutes into that or i go dang i think my little four-year-old granddaughter might have wrote that i didn't really even know she was writing but dang but it's very true that a lot of stuff is just first layer with what you're talking about. And I wrote mm-hmm. songs to the hum of the bus motor going down the road that are to that that hum is in the work in the work tape. But the artist was no, and you're wanting to roll, and he's wanting to roll through it, and wanting to snap it, and wanting to snap it, and wanting to keep moving, wanting to keep moving because they lose momentum when things get quiet, and they, you know, their ADDs are worse than our ADs. They're sitting in a room and grind every day. They want it to be moving and flowing. That's why some of those things where they stick up a beat mm-hmm. and open them with a four bar, they lock you into a four bar chord pattern for the whole song. So you're locked in, compressed in a box, and you got to write in that box that day, which is a different way of learning to write. Where as an older guy, my heroes, Bob McDill, Kerry Kirk mm-hmm. Phillips, these guys that like, you know, Wiseman and the Tim Nichols and the, and the Jeffrey Steeles and these guys that just have such such rich lyric, no fat in them, and they combed over them and combed over them. And they say Bob McDill would come in and comb over one for a week every day. Oh, yeah. Yeah, like he'd write Monday through Thursday and work tape on Friday. Yes, over it. Yeah. But, I mean, depending on the on the atmosphere and the weather of the room and the place, I can gear myself in doing that, but I already know I'm going to have a cat litter song, box song. You know, I'm going to drag it to the sandbox. I'm going to cover it up and hope nobody digs it out, ever. <laughs> so. Hello, Pantheon Podcast listeners. Christian Swain here to tell you more about my experience with Raycon earbuds. Our family now has three pairs of Raycon earbuds around the house. And my wife just grabbed a pair of the headphone pros to replace some headphones from a company that was double the price. And yes, she loves them. Now, if you haven't pulled the trigger on a pair of Raycons, or even if you have, but you're in the market for another pair because they're just that good, well, now is the time to check them out because they just launched their upgraded model of the best-selling everyday earbuds. With Raycon's upgraded everyday earbuds, now you also get active noise cancellation, ergonomic design, and multi-point connectivity that lets you pair with two devices at once, new quick charge function, three customizable sound styles plus awareness mode, available in a variety of vibrant new colors to complement any and all skin tones. I even have a pair of earbuds in a cool green color. I have tried just about every earbud known to humankind and these Raycons are fantastic. 
Seriously, if you've been wanting to check out Raycons, there truly is no better time. You're going to ask yourself why you didn't check them out sooner, and Raycon offers a 30-day happiness guarantee. So, what are you waiting for? Go to buyraycon.com slash pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order, plus free shipping. That's right, you'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Buyraycon.com slash pantheon. But no, I, I think back in the day is a valid title. I mean, honestly, mm-hmm. I do. I just think, you know, I mean, think of an old soldier talking back in the day on the front line. Mm-hmm. You know, we were the, you know, back in the day on the front porch. I don't know. All kinds of things, you know. I mean, the front porch was a school back in the day. You know, you would school, you'd learn stuff there about life that you wouldn't learn in school back in the day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, I like the whole front back thing. Like, is there... Not, I don't want to say listicle because that's the wrong thing, but you mentioned too right there, like the front porch was the school back in the day. The front line yeah. was the blah, blah back in the day. Yeah. Yeah. The front runner was the, you know, but like what else can we put put that? That would be an interesting way to put it too. Yeah. Yeah. yeah a, lot of, a lot of ways. We just barely got Pandora's box that hadn't even got the top up yet. That's right. Right. That's right. And it, interesting to you mentioned the different characters, almost a conversation like somebody's complaining about, oh, it's so much better back in the day because, you know, da, da, da. and then another guy was like, back in the day, I was on the front lines. Yeah. And I didn't have a choice, right? You know, I was in Vietnam. I was in whatever. Like, so it would be kind of interesting of going, well, you know, there was good and bad at all times. Yeah. I can remember talking to soldiers, speaking of that, I remember talking to this real old man. He was about 88 in probably 1984 somewhere around there might have been a little later but um it was in the upper 80s and i I just was kind of calming down kind of grabbing into life and stuff and noticing stuff and respecting people and stuff and i said to this guy it was like november 11th and i said man i said i sure thank you for serving our country and uh fighting for us he said son he said you need to know i was not fighting for this country i was fighting for my ass Wow. <laughs> and I thought, you know, that one day I'm going to try to look, use that thought because a lot of those guys, we were the last thing on their mind. They were just, it was savage times and mm-hmm. it just, they were just back in the day, they were just, they were fighting for their life. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And then you think about the old gun smoke episodes and stuff like that about what it really was like. You know, horses were trucks back in the day. <laughs> yeah. You know, all kind of cowboy songs and stuff that you could. Oh, I'm thinking of uh, that the movie, the Clint Eastwood movie, Unforgiven, and how they put the real spin on the. the, the gunfighter kind of the, thing. The, yeah, the gunfighter. Not what's the word I'm looking for? Like the persona of it. Mm-hmm. Like he was a much bigger. He was a persona meant for books and all this, but he was just miserable about it and hated it. And, you know, that's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. To put a reality spin on it. Yeah. 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 There's a lot of ways to do it. I like it. It's interesting, you know? Yeah. A lot of my ways that mean something to me are not commercial at all. You know, the kids, they don't want to hear it, you know, which is fine with me. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Fortunately, people these days can, um, I went, Ham and I went this week, Tuesday night, to the Ryman to see Ian Munsick, and mm. he filled the place, and he's never had a radio hit. He's built a following from working. Oh, that's cool. And he does songs that mean something to me and a lot of integrity, and some of it's kind of silly. Mm-hmm. 
But I'm just thinking about how music now, for the longest time, we were trying to write a radio hit and something commercial in two and a half minutes or two minutes and 45 seconds or something. But anymore, even though our streaming does not pay much for doing this, we still enjoy doing it and we still make a living, you know, doing it. Yeah. Back in the day, I mean, gosh, <laughs> we had 9.2. If someone heard our song, had our song, we made 9.2 cents somewhere right. between the records and the publishers. Now it's 0. 0.00036. Cents right, yeah. That's right. That's right. But back in the day, these people had to pay for this music. I know, yeah. Yeah, Ian, Ian's stuff is good. It's uh, White Buffalo is the yeah. record I recommend to anyone. Yeah, awesome. You know, I was thinking too, back in the day, like just trying to flip it like in a different genre, what it might mean, like a, like a Southern gospel thing might be like a back in the day before I saw the light. Yeah. Mm. Or a faith country kind of thing. Yeah. Back in the day, you know, I was a little more of a hellion. Yeah. You know, back in the day before I saw the light. So kind of playing off the day and light kind of thing. Sure. Could be a thing for more of a Southern or faith country. I was in the dark back in the day. Yeah. Yeah. I was living in the dark back in the day. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that just happened. <laughs> so that could be cool. Back in the day. Hey, what about what about okay, what about springboarding off of that idea? Mm -hmm. What about super positivity? You know, helping somebody get through something, right? Yeah. And maybe you're the it's a conversation with a friend who's having a really hard time trying to struggle with something and you're reminding them about, you know, stuff in the Bible back in the day, right? The trials of Job, like Jesus Christ getting Ooh, crucified yeah. like you know so it's like hey you know what you're having a hard time but you can get through it. yeah you know what i mean you're gonna get through it yeah it's almost like uh you know we're still back in the day you know like we're still like if you're doing like the bible thing of hey god is he's on his throne he's faithful he loves you you know you can read the book back in the day but guess what we're still back in the day like that has not changed mm -hmm. yeah so if there's a way to come back to it that way yeah you talking <laughs> To, yeah, keep it current, I guess. Mm -hmm. Like, those aren't just the, the good old days. And I was thinking, too, of a... It's funny, because I was trying to think of a way of, like, how are we still back in the day? Or, hey, we've come back... To back in the day. Almost to back in the day. If there's a way to do that, of, like... Kind of like, these are the good old days. Well, how about... Okay, how about this? I mean, just on a, a current note, I didn't watch it, but did Cole Swindell win Song of the Year for freaking Heads Carolina Tales Yeah. Tales? Yeah. yeah. So you you got that. And then like, look at all the car makers coming out with all the new cars are looking like retro cars. Mm -hmm. We're trying to get back to back in the day. Trying to get back to back in the day. That's cool. Trying to get back to back in the day. Yeah. You know, I'm just trying to get back to back in the day. It could be, that you know, the midlife crisis kind of thing, man. I'm trying to work out more and eat right. So I have more energy. I'm trying to get back to back in the day or girl, let's get back to back in the day. Like if you've been in this relationship, which Okay, if you've been in a relationship a while and you're trying to kind of rekindle, the the honeymoon phase is kind of over, which puts it in, in an older spot, which may not be as current for the young bucks on radio. It's more of a middle-aged song, but trying to get back to back in the day. Yeah. So it could be a relationship or it could just be, like you said, Johnny, like life. Everyone's trying to get back to back in the day. I like what y'all said, too, about our future is headed back in the day. You know, I mean, our future, mm -hmm. like you said, they're doing all these retro refrigerators and cars and mm -hmm. On bell bottoms are back, and you know, and all that, you know, it's like, yeah. Oh, how about okay? So you just said bell bottoms, it made me think of fashion and fashion and music. Yeah, 
mm-hmm. are cyclical. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So it's like wanting to get back to back in the day. Like, or when are we going to get back to back in the day again? Yeah. Because bell bottoms came back around and this came back around and that came back around. Yeah. And that's interesting. Yeah. Let's get back to back in the day. If it is the, hey, let's let's get back to back in the day, you know, let's make our handshake and our word mean something again. Mm. These things that we think of from back in the day, hey, let's bring it back. Let's bring back some back in the day. Yeah. You know, make oh. it kind of that anthem thing of let's stand up, do what's right. Mm-hmm. I like that one. That might be my favorite one so far. That like, might be. Let's, let's bring back some back in the day. Let's bring back some back in like, the just, day. If you think of that as back in the day, it doesn't mean it has to stay that way. So that can be pretty cool. We nailed the flight. Back in the day. I'm liking that one. That feels pretty good because it feels universal for like a commercial point of view. It, it feels very broad and a young guy could sing it or a young girl could sing it. And mm-hmm. It's got the anthem kind of thing, meaningful. You know, you know, it could, could, could be down the road of um, Cherry Bomb. Yeah. Right. From John Cougar Mellencamp. Oh. Because that's when smoke was a smoke and grooving was grooving. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. It's all about just like the whole, it could be very nostalgic on that. But yeah, let's bring back when there was a handshake, you know, and you looked something in the eye and it meant something. Yeah. And your word meant something. Yeah. Grow some groceries, man. Yeah. Like grow your garden. You know, it could be that kind of stuff too. And yeah. Follow through on what you say. You go get some dirt on your hands. And And a like was a note that a girl passed you in class. Yeah. And a... (laughs) And a comment was something you made in a group of people. <laughs> so there was <laughs> right. repercussions if you spoke out of class. You know what I mean? Right, like, yeah. I kind of like that could be very interesting. It could be like, like a biopic of life today where we just have so many people that are able to sort of express their minds without any fear of. Yeah, it's the keyboard. Warrior. Without any social pressure, right? To mm-hmm. getting your ass kicked if you say something without thinking about it first. Let's just say that. Yeah, the, the anonymous basement keyboard warrior. Yeah. Yeah. So, but even like you talk about the Mellencamp cherry bomb, it could also be like more kind of a groove and a lighter thing than, hey, let's make our word mean something again and grow your own groceries. It could even be, let's put on some old school music. Let's take it old school tonight. Yeah. Right. Let's like we did in high school. Oh, let's, let's tonight, we're going to take it back to back in the day. Yeah, tonight, yeah, let's get back to back in the day or let's bring back a little back in the day. Like, let's just go hang out by the river and drink out of coolers, act like we're 19, sneaking beers and kick on some old school. Yeah, man, I like that. Yeah, depending on the age of the singer, like some old school Garth and some whatever, you know, and down by the golf shack in the river. Hey, it gives, you know what, that line, that angle there gives any sort of newer artist the ability to connect with their brand with older brand names, right? Like, you could talk about Haggard and like, let's get back to, you know, you could start naming off some song titles mm-hmm. and I want to do this and yeah, I want to kiss you to this song and I want to dance to that song and I want to sit by the river with this song or whatever. Yeah, let's, you know, girl, let's kind of sneak around like we don't have these rings on our fingers, you know, let's kind of passionate and a little forbidden and kind of you know that kind of thing yeah when your daddy wasn't sure yeah <laughs> exactly like when yeah let's bring back a little back in the day that could be so it's interesting like there's so many layers of that you could go as far as death anything from the really shallow hey let's just go you know when we thought we were cool because we'd smoke a cigar you know we'd have these really cheap swisher sweets yeah yeah around a campfire and thought we were cool and whatever to like, let's make our word mean something again. And Amen. that's good. You know, go to church this Sunday and whatever. So I love that. And part of that for me, like being in the room with an 
if I'm writing with an artist would be like, wh what are you feeling? Like, what are you? Yeah. Cause I think all those are valid. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Yeah. So there's some stuff on that. See, Jesse, that's why we do this. <laughs> Cause it's, it's gone from like, I don't know to like, Ooh, Ooh, maybe, maybe hey. we can write the best back in the day. Of exactly. All the yeah. <laughs> that's why they play the game, right? That's why you show up. That's right. That's right. There was three songs called Fire. I think they both were number one. Or all three were number ones, right? Well, heck, speaking of, you know, we mentioned George Strait on the intro, but George had cut two songs called She'll Leave You With a Smile. Yep. One, Odie Blackman. Yep. Who I know Did he, he really? Johnny wrote. And then another one, I can't remember which one was a single, but the second one he cut with the same title, he singled and went number one, She'll Leave You With a Smile. So... Yeah. And that was Odie's song, right? Uh, I can't remember if Odie's was a single or not, but... I think it was a single. I just remember Odie wrote one of them, so... I'm pretty sure that was a single. Okay. But yeah, I was like, what? He I know who he wrote that, that about. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. All right. What else are we doing? Anything else on this? That might be... I think we got some good looks at it. Might want to go out riding on top here. I feel good about it so far. <laughs> yeah. You got anything else you want to throw in there, Phil? No, I think we're good. Yeah. All right. Phil, where can our audience connect with you? Well, being a grandfather of 11. Whoa, congrats. Thank you very much. I probably should, and I'm probably missing out on things, but we've been just very thankful for music and electricity. Pam um, retired from electric. Oh. And uh, we thank God every day, several times a day, for electricity and music. It's been good to us, but <laughs> I don't do socials. Okay. I think you got a Facebook page. So that we can go to church in 2020 I mean, stay home and go to church. Yeah. But um, we, don't, we don't, you know, I have messages sometimes to be three, four months before she checks and she'll say, hey, your cousin from wherever contacted you and sent you something. Oh, well, that's nice, you know. And then I realized that it was uh, three or four months ago. Just tell them this or whatever, you know. But, sure. <laughs> you know, I've got an email. I've got a phone number. But uh we don't need to give those out, brother. Well, yeah, we're not giving those. Out. <laughs> How about this? What can we What can we plug for you? Like, are you producing anybody right now? What's going um, on? I'm very thankful. Yeah, I'm doing some things. Craig Morgan's doing a new record. Him and Gary Levante, Gary over here the other day, they re-recorded. That's what I love about Sunday, and I don't think Mark knows yet, but he might. Oh, that's awesome! So we're having a doing a duos project. He did a song that Craig wrote a song with Billy Dean that he cut with somebody. Um, Little guy that's doing okay, Luke Combs sang on it with him. Yeah. Oh, that's Blake is doing uh something with him. And um uh, let me see who else. I believe maybe some new little girl named Lainey Wilson's doing a song with him. And uh I think of who else is on this. Jelly Roll's gonna be on this project. And there's just a we're just like when you live long enough to do this, where it's like so many of these songs. People haven't heard them. And uh, another thing I'm excited about is old Daryl Worley, him and Wynn rewrote Have You Forgotten to Have We Forgotten. Oh, wow. We've been in the studio doing that. And uh, that project's coming out in July, doing some stuff with that. Wow. That's awesome. Of course, the Cowboy Record with Ronnie Dunn. We've been writing songs for a couple of years and looking for songs, and we're wrapping that up. And uh, just a few things like that. That's pretty exciting. That's a pretty happening list there, my friend. That's yeah, that's pretty cool. <laughs> it don't take much to keep me busy these days. But I'm very <laughs> <laughs> well, Phil, thank you so much for saying yes. Yeah, man. We really, really appreciate it. Hope you had a good time. It's good. 
And that takes us to the end of another killer song title challenge, guys. Send in your titles as many as you want. Just please don't send me duplicates to info at daredevilproduction.com. This podcast exists because we want you to win. So keep on climbing. And we'll see you at the top. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.